thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be back this week, another Facebook Live event. For those of you listening on the podcast, this was originally recorded on Facebook Live as an opportunity for people to kind of see a slideshow and some examples. If you are re-watching this, you are welcome to go to the face our Facebook page, Our Empowerment. It's got a little red badge on it, and you can see all of the slides and this in its entirety for the people watching on Facebook Live or re-watching it on Facebook Live. You're also welcome to the podcast and listen to this. Check out our other great podcast. So without further ado, let's get this started. I'm so excited you guys are joining us today. Got another really interesting subject. It's not quite as in-depth as the resume building one, the one before this. If you have not had a chance to watch that or listen to that, definitely check it out. A lot of good information on that. Really proud of kind of how that turned out. So I'd definitely check that out. And today we're talking about finding a job online. So we're making the assumption at this point that you have your resume. You've built it. You've written it. It is done. You're super proud of it. The next step is to use it and to find a place to apply for jobs. When I first started my professional career, what feels like a lifetime ago. I applied for all my jobs online. The the company that I was working with at that time just had an online portal and that's what you did. Didn't necessarily use Monster or Indeed or anything like that. At the time, I think Monster was probably the big one. But now it seems like all the jobs are online, where back then it was kind of unusual or not the norm, but now they all are. And you really want to have an online presence when looking for a job. In fact, it gets a little bit crazy. There are so many places to look for a job out there. It's insane. You could spend a lifetime trying to manage all of the different resumes and accounts and social medias and all that fun stuff that would require you to look for a job. And because of that, uh, and because we know that you have a life outside of hunting for a job, you may have kids or family or dogs or just enjoy going for a walk or not being online 20 hours a day, we are going to limit it down to four major places to focus your job search on online. And that is LinkedIn, Indeed, Facebook, and your local newspaper. That's it. You really could spend a lot more time than that going to other places. But for our purposes, we're focusing on those four to be just 100% bought in the absolute best that we can do. We want those. So we're going to start with LinkedIn, which is a really great software, uh, or actually social media. And I like LinkedIn for job searching for a couple reasons. It's one of the bigger job searches out there. It's free to join, which is awesome. But it also gives you a chance to show employers a different side of you. Because LinkedIn is actually social media, right? It's not just a another online application where you put your where you put your resume out there, people look at your resume, they decide if they like you or not. LinkedIn is a living document that I could go post right now and say, hey, you know, join me on Facebook. It's living, it can show things that a resume cannot, but it's not your Facebook page. And it's gonna be more professional, it's more polished. So there's a lot of benefits to it. And one of the other benefits to it is most recruiters, most people looking to hire someone are on LinkedIn. 87% in fact. So that's everything from headhunters, people that look for jobs for you, for the companies like the short-term work, or just your local HR professional. They're all on LinkedIn looking for you specifically. And not being on LinkedIn means 
they're going to have a harder time finding you. In fact, you're going to have to find them. So as I said, LinkedIn is a super cool, super cool tool. So you should definitely be on it. It works just like Facebook. And if you're on our Facebook Live, you can see here's a picture of a young lady's LinkedIn profile, or at least the top of it. It it said it looks and feels a lot like Facebook. It's got the photo. It's got some basic information. This one is super professional looking, super happy with it. So it gives the employer another side of you, right? If someone were to come to the one we're looking at right now, sorry for the people on the podcast, they would be more likely to say, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to interview this person. So things to know about LinkedIn though, as I said, it is ultimately social media. It's a way for you to tell your story in a different narrative because a resume is very very structured. We basically, as an employer, looking for someone, I know exactly what the resume is going to look like. It's got a basic formula, basic information. LinkedIn gives you some creative outlets to do what you want to do. If that is be more visual, more photos, more stories, show more of your awards and accomplishments, have people uh, say, you know, what you're good at on it. it. It's more of a chance for you to demonstrate your skills and be out and about. And it's something that you don't even have to be looking for a job to be on. If you want to just be on there for the professional aspect of meeting people with similar interests, if, for example, I have a couple people in my program that are thinking about opening a restaurant one day, LinkedIn is a great place for them to be on. Something for them to be able to network with other people in their community, learn about the restaurant community, find out about classes and stuff like that. So it's a great opportunity for them to join that community. And oh, by the way, if they have a good LinkedIn profile, a restaurant who who pays more, who may give them management experience, may see their profile, give them a call and say, hey, I'm interested in you. What a great opportunity for that. So the key though is because of that need, that social media aspect, you have to be active. You can't just have a profile with no photo and a couple lines. That doesn't get you anywhere. If you're going to use LinkedIn to get a job, you have to be super active. You have to have the profile picture that looks professional, lots of information, occasionally posting about your field or things that interest you. You got to get out there and really be active and that's a huge part of it. And so it does become time consuming because that's not even a part of the job hunt, right? I'm not looking for a job. I'm simply keeping my social media up to date. And you could do that on your phone. You could do it on computer, but to do it right, and to get the kind of bump up that LinkedIn can give you when looking for a job, it's going to take some time. So that is one downside. You have to stay active. So there's some easy tricks to using LinkedIn, though. And it's kind of a new software as far as job hunting goes. So these might be new to you or you may have already thought of them. One of them being is that professional photo. This is where it's going to differ from Facebook, right? It, Facebook, you see people all the time with beers in their hand, at the pool, with wads of cash, smoking some form of smoke substance that often looks illegal, but we don't know. Those aren't things that you want on your social media account for a job employer. I would argue you probably don't want them on Facebook either if you're looking for a job, but nonetheless, you definitely don't want them on your LinkedIn account. You want something professional. You want something where the you're dressed nice if you're you know if you're a chef you might be cooking or you might be dressed in your chef attire if you're a business professional or if you're just looking for a general job you might be wearing some kind of collared shirt or some kind of blouse or something that makes you look very professional for the job that you want not necessarily the job that you have so having a professional photo is 
huge. Having contact information. And this was actually that kind of surprised me. I did not know this. And I found this when researching for this, having contact information on your profile. There's some risk with that, right? You can get spammed and stuff like that. But the problem is LinkedIn charges recruiters and only allows them to email so many people. So you want them to be able to contact you without going through LinkedIn. And so that's why they have that information available. Me personally, putting my phone number would make me a little bit nervous. It'd be cool if I felt like it was secure enough that I wouldn't be getting robocalls and stuff like that. I think I'd be okay with my email address, especially my professional one that I've set up specifically for job searching, but I'm hesitant to my phone number. You're going to have to make that decision on your own, but it's good information to know that they are more likely to contact you if your email address and phone number is on LinkedIn within that little top section under your name or within the contact information. So keep that in mind. The other cool thing, and we talked kind of hinted at this earlier, is you can tell a story in a different way than your resume. And one of those is through photos. LinkedIn allows you to post photos of things and you can post photos of accomplishments, of awards, but you can also post co- photos of work things, right? If you are working at Target. And uh, when I worked at Target, we called it zoning. If you go into a zone, that's absolutely trash. So you go into the clothing section. There's just, it looks like a mob went through the clothing section. There's clothing everywhere. It was a day after Thanksgiving. Take a couple pictures of that area, clean it up, take a couple pictures afterwards, post it on Facebook and say, hey, or excuse me, LinkedIn and say, hey, this is the quality of work I do when I clean up. It doesn't take very long. There's all kinds of apps out there. You probably have a photo app already on your phone because that's what we love our phones for. And you post it on LinkedIn, post it on Facebook if you're really proud of it, and you're going to get that little bump. And you do this week after week after week or month after month after month. And it's going to start telling a story about you as an employee. All the awards, all the accomplishments, all the really cool things you've done. Uh, Maybe you built an end cap or maybe you have done some stuff with a charity. And these photos are just going to start add up and telling a story. You're really enticing someone to contact you by seeing these things because they're seeing you as an employee. But the neat part is it's your story and you're able to tell it in a manner that you want. And that brings me to my next point, and that is to stay professional. LinkedIn is a little more relaxed than a resume. You can use the words like I in LinkedIn, where you can't necessarily honor a resume. However, I want to make sure that my spelling is all correct, because they're going to look at that. My grammar is correct, that I'm not using slang or cussing or things that are going to turn people off. I want to make sure it's very professional. So in the example of posting a photo of a trashed area, I wouldn't say something like, hey, look what the customers did, those animals. Like that doesn't look very good for you talking about the customers that way. But you could say something like, you know, a busy day, the day after Thanksgiving, look at what I've done to clean it up. And it's going to sound a little bit more professional and it's going to give them an insight into you, which is really kind of neat, right? Just that extra little bit, something that you would not be able to give them within a interview itself. So very neat opportunity for that. And it also, those photos and stories, they're going to make you memorable. One of the things I talked about in the resume writing is resumes kind of all run together. You have so many stacks of them on your desk and you're looking for people to remember that really stick out. Photos in the age of Instagram are something that is memorable and can really help you stand out among the crowd. But 
as I said, stories themselves. Drop it in your description about this time that you did something amazing. I think for me, if I were to do that, I worked at a summer camp, so this was a long time ago, but there was a big storm that came through. In fact, the area I was in, a tree fell on and crushed the, the place I was on. And we had hundreds of kids at this camp with a tornado about ready to hit. It was scary and crazy and... It was this moment as a leader that I think I really stepped up and kind of took control and helped kids get people to safety, helped kids that were freaking out. That was my job. I was sort of an on-site therapist, and it it was this huge moment for me professionally and personally. That's a great story that I could drop in on my description. If you have a story like that, something that you really feel like was a game-changer for you as an employee, a game-changer for you as a person, drop that in your description. The interviewer is going to read it and be like, holy cow, I want to talk to this person about this event. And it's going to give you a leg up. It's going to be memorable. That's going to be awesome. Now, here's another really cool thing that you can do. Just like Facebook, you can friend people. Uh, They're called links, I think, or contacts or something like that on LinkedIn. But go out, expand your network as big as you can. If you know the people, add them, right? Just because you're on LinkedIn doesn't mean you're looking for a job. So it's not a big deal if you friend your boss, friend whoever. But you can also go out and start building your network of recruiters, companies you'll want to work for. So I worked for the YMCA for, I think, 21 years, 20 years, something like that. And if I wanted to go back there, I could go friend the recruiter of the YMCA. I could go friend, I live in St. Louis, the St. Louis YMCA Human Resource. I could be actively adding those people to my network so that they're seeing my stories time and time and time again. And if I ever were looking for a job at that point, I could contact them and say, hey, my name is Keith. I'm actively looking for a job. You know, I applied for this job. Just can you look out for me? What a powerful way to do it because we are currently in a little bit of a downspout because of COVID. But when we climb out of this and before this, it was really hard to find good staff. And we're going to go back to that one day. So if a recruiter can find you, you're going to be in a really good situation. There, If you're already on their newsfeed, life is going to be good. The other thing you can do is headhunters, people that are paid to find jobs for you or people that are paid to find job for companies. You can friend them, keep them on your profile. Good way to do that as well. But finally, and then we kind of mentioned this before, you really have to make sure you're professional and warm. This isn't your cold resume, and you want to remember that. You can, you can use the word I. You can talk in that manner and be more relaxed. I want to say I have a picture of my kids on mine. I said I would never put a picture of my kids on my resume. I think my profile picture is a picture of me at my wedding. So it's more relaxed, but... I'm also not drinking a beer on any of them. I'm not smoking anything or I'm not lounging by the pool. Those those things aren't happening on mine. It's still very professional and I want to make sure in everything that I do, it stays that way. Same thing with the groups you like, same thing with the people you friend. You, you You don't want to friend or like anything unprofessional. This is the ideas 100% telling a story about you and you are the narrator. So anything you like, anything you put, you want to be a part of that story. Next is Facebook. Uh, Facebook is pretty quick. Uh, In fact, honestly, the last time I looked for a job, I don't think Facebook was a job hiring site. And when my wife edited this slideshow, she was also shocked at Facebook 
could hire. There's two main ways for Facebook to hire. First one is through job a job search engine, and the second one is through job groups. I'll start with just talking a little about the first one, applying for a job through their job search engine. Basically, it works just like any job search engine, Monster, Indeed. You enter a job that you're looking for, some local ones pop up that have entered into Facebook. Pretty straightforward. They say, and this is really important, Facebook says that if your profile is marked private, the employer cannot see your information. Only what you've allowed the general public to see can they see. Now, I want to go on the record and say, I've heard this not to be true through the great human resource grapevine. I've heard large companies can buy rights to look at your Facebook profile, even if it's locked. Is that true? I have no idea. It came from a decent source for me that I believe. However, I've never found anything about it. I've never, as a person that hires people, been offered that option. Facebook is a for-profit company. It just wouldn't shock me if they were to sell that information and allow like Microsoft, these giant companies, to look at your profile before hiring you. But I have no proof one way or the other. But I think it's noteworthy and, and something to be aware of. No matter how locked down your profile is, make it professional. Make sure that if an employer did look at it, you wouldn't be embarrassed. So again, same thing with LinkedIn. Get the spelling correct. Get the pictures professional. Just go back all the way on your timeline as far as you can to the first day you're on Facebook and see what you posted. If you noticed, a lot of celebrities get in trouble because a tweet or a Facebook post from like 10 years ago comes back and like, ooh, that's that's insensitive, not okay to say. People lose their jobs over it. Now, we're held to a different standard than celebrities, but you could certainly lose a job or not get a job because something you said two or three years ago on Facebook. When I was an employer, I would definitely go look at people's Facebook profiles and go back a ways because interview people are really good interviews and those people can trick you you hire them and you've hired the wrong person facebook generally doesn't lie what you post the image you put that's typically true so i always used facebook and all social media as a way of kind of screening people and i highly recommend that because of that you take advantage of that lock your profile down but also clean it up the other option for facebook would be a group and I use this a lot for my job, helping people find. I'm a part of a whole bunch of Facebook groups. If you're looking at the screen right now and not on the podcast, to the left of the screen, you see a bunch of Lexington, Kentucky jobs, Lexington jobs, jobs, jobs. Those things exist for all the markets we're in, and I'm sure they exist for just about every market. There are places that people can go and post jobs for free, which for small businesses, small companies, not-for-profits, that's a big deal. So... I take advantage of that for that, helping people find jobs. I constantly going out looking at those, seeing what's available. And they're they're pretty accurate. And a lot of times it will get you a quicker interview those because the hiring manager or the manager looking for help is right there and you can message them directly. However, what you need to be careful about Facebook is there are a lot of scams out there. Because it's free, I see a lot of those work from home making $20 an hour or work two hours a week and make $100,000 a year type things. And, and some of them can be really, really convincing. So basically what I look for, I make sure there's a name of a company. If they don't post the name of the company, it's probably a job recruiter and not actually a job just looking for clients. If they don't put a phone number or contact information, then it's typically not legit either. I, I don't know very many 
professional human resource people that want you to message them on Facebook. Uh, most of them want your application or resume. And I look for said, that contact information, the name of the company, the all that stuff, because it just makes a better whole picture. If you're not one to tell me what company you're working for on Facebook, the odds are it's not a real company. If you're not willing to list the name of the of the place or location, hours, salary, all these things, the more detail, the more likely it's true. So just kind of keep that in mind because there are a lot of scams out there. If you spend enough time on these, you will quickly pick up which ones are real and which ones are not. They certainly are a lot of them out. A lot of good ones out there too, though. So definitely, since it's free, a great resource to have. I don't check them every week, every day, um, just simply because they're not updated that often. But every two or three days, I, I go out and check the different locations we have, just because that that is about the right amount of time for stuff to pop open. The next one, and this one I teetered on making the list, but I put it on there anyway, was local newspapers. Local newspapers are a dying breed. Um, And depending on where you live, your local newspaper might be bigger than others. Small towns typically rely more on local newspapers than online softwares. However, most local newspapers do have an online presence. And through my experience of hiring people, I learned a few things about that. And the first one is most newspapers have an online job board. And it's typically cheaper to get on the online job board than actually in the newspaper. And it runs longer. So there would be times I'd be looking for people that apply in the newspaper and then I'd put it on their local newspaper um online board now some of these are being outsourced in a lot of cases to monster still not a bad thing if that's where your job search ends leads you but i would say if your newspaper has its own site and kind of manages it it's something you want to be on it is also something i've kind of come to experience that a lot of local municipalities seem to post there more than places like indeed for whatever reason especially in lexington I mean, there's tr- in Lexington, there is a ton of jobs being posted on their board on their, on their for the local municipalities. And I'm, I'm not really sure why they're not doing it on Indeed and stuff like that, but I only seem to find it on the newspaper. So something to think about it. And, you know, in 10 years from now, I highly doubt this would make the list, but you never know. I guess you can't, I can't see the future. That brings me to... I guess the big boy of all of the job search. And that is Indeed. And Indeed is easily the biggest job search engine in the world. It's huge to the point that President Obama actually gave a speech on it years and years ago about getting a job. So it is a massive site. If you're looking for a job and you are only going to be on one site, you only have these four. Indeed is where you need to be, without a doubt. For a couple reasons. One, you've worked very hard on your resume, and at this point, it's ready to go. So that's what Indeed wants, is a good resume. And two, just because of the massiveness of it. You do have to pay to be on Indeed as far as employers. So the job postings on there are typically legitimate because no one's paying for spam. And they're typically active, and they're actually looking because they're paying while they look. So that's kind of another bonus, but... It's a great place when you're looking for a job. I found my current job on it, uh, and I love it. So can't say enough things about good things about that. So it's really easy though. You set up a profile. You can 
make your resume on it. I always hesitate to let people do that, but you, you can make a resume on it, post it, all that good stuff. It's, it's pretty simple. However, just like the other stuff we've talked about, you're going to want to spend some time to do it right. If that's your resume, if that is really any part of the online aspect, having an outstanding resume, outstanding profile, really taking your time and doing it right is going to be noticeable to the employers. But when you do it wrong, when you just throw a resume together, you can tell and it just doesn't look right and you end up kind of being looked over. The other thing you can do, though, when you have a good resume, and by the way, I think it's really important to note, I would use your resume, not theirs, as an employer. When I would try to transfer the information from someone's resume on Indeed that had built it on Indeed, it never transferred right. It always looked weird. I just was never happy with it. So I would use your resume. But when you when you post your resume, which you're very proud of, you can actually make it searchable, which is super cool. So again, when I was super desperate for someone, I would pay indeed to allow me to get resumes for what I was looking for. And that was always amazing. I got some really good people that way. And you know, what happened would be people would post their resume, they'd get their job, they'd be happy. And I was able to find that person and steal them from another company, right? They were a good employee, they had a great resume. I was able to get them and then they're now my great res- employee. So that's another bonus as well. And another reason to keep your resume up to date on there because you never know who's looking at it. Even if you're not looking for a job, have your resume out there. You never know. If someone wants to double your salary, you'll probably work for them. <laughs> so just make sure that you are keeping it up to date and keeping active. And in fact, we didn't really talk about this on the resume building one, but once you have a resume, just keep keep updating it. It's super easy as you accomplish things just to go throw it on there. Again, you're not really worried about the format when you do that, but just keep it up to date. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help a lot. And keep Indeed up to date as well and LinkedIn and all of those things. So I digressed a little bit, but let's get back to it. Indeed does have some search functions. It is more of like a Google search, what I think of. There's just a little, it says, you know, what are you looking for and where is basically the two parameters. You can get into more detail pretty easily with advanced searches, but for searching... Make sure you know what you want to do, right? If you're just like, I want any job in Cincinnati, Indeed is going to just flood you with jobs. And the truth is, you can say you want any job. That's not true. Most of us have a very specific field we're in. Most of us have a specific field we're willing to do, right? When I was unemployed, I would have been like, I'll do anything. But the truth is, I would do anything in not-for-profit management. That'd be a not-for-profit that I was passionate about. A little bit sm- smaller view than I'll do anything because McDonald's could call me and be like, "Hey, how do you feel about being a fry cook?" A little bit different. So make sure you're, you're you're searching within your realm. Make sure you're using as many keywords in your search. So a lot of times we call things different things, even though they're the same. So if that is a cook, right? I want to be a line cook one day. Well, it might not be called a line cook. It might be called a chef cook or a sous cook or a sous chef or a chef or a whatever it could be called. Go to and Google whatever job you want and see what all pops up because there's going to be a lot of different names and titles. Enter those in Indeed and search it that way. Don't apply for every job you see though. I mean, we kind of hit on that just a second ago. If you're not qualified, don't apply for it. Read it. Make sure you're qualified because you're going to waste the time of the employer. You're going to waste your time 
They're going to interview you. They're going to talk to you. You're going to get excited. They're going to get excited. And then you're both going to realize it's a bad fit. It's a waste of time. If you're not going to do the job, if you don't think you can do the job, don't apply for it. And don't just go down the list saying, apply, 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 apply. Actually read it, which brings me to a really important part as well. When you apply for a job, copy and paste the job and put it into like a Microsoft document or something. Indeed has the ability to let you apply for hundreds of jobs. And employers don't necessarily call you instantaneously. So what's going to happen is you'll apply for 20, 30 jobs and a little company is going to call you and say, hey, you applied to work at our restaurant. Would you be interested in an interview? And you'll say yes. And there'll be no way to research it or really know because you can't remember. Save your jobs so you can go, oh, I, you know, I applied for Betty's Kitchen. Oh my God, an interview. Let me go back and pull that up. Oh yeah, it's, you know, I'm making cakes in Betty's Kitchen, so I better research that and look into that. So make sure you're copying and pasting those. I know it's going to be a giant document. After a couple months, you can delete each one of the posts, but it will be a game changer when preparing for an interview, which I actually believe is our next week's subject. But before that, I do want to say and end this kind of the same way as we ended the last one. And my last point being, always tell the truth. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Indeed or our social media or a resume or whatever the case might be. If you lie on one of them, you're going to get caught and it's just going to make for a bad situation. You want the interviewer and yourself to come to the same conclusion that this job is right for you. And if you tell someone you speak Spanish or you tell someone you're great at making cakes or you're great at budgeting or whatever you tell them and you're not, you're A, probably going to be fired, which is not a positive thing for your resume, and B, is going to cause you a lot of heartache and stress. So don't do it. Just tell the truth. Make it easy for absolutely everyone and we'll all be better for it. Well, that brings me to the end of the podcast or end of the Facebook Live. As always, we're here to help. If you need anything, my email is Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at R-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T dot org. I'm always happy to look at resumes, always happy to talk about getting a job. That's what I do. That's what I love. So feel free to reach out to me. My phone number is area code 314-653-6122. You can find that on our website at rempowerment.org, on our Facebook group, or just about anywhere else you can find information about our empowerment. So please, 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 if you are looking for a career and I can help in any way, please let me know. That's what we are here for. And as we liked in lots of our podcast, it is always the darkest just before someone turns on the light. So just keep moving forward and you're going to be all right. Thank you for listening today. It was a pleasure. We will talk to you next week, I believe, about job searching. 